0: Welcome back to another episode of Marvel News Desk, your best place to keep up with all the latest news and reviews and speculation concerning Marvel films and TV shows. Our panel today is our usual crew. We have Adam and Rhiannon and myself, Caleb. How are you guys doing? Awesome, man. Hey, doing good. Rhiannon, have you recovered from your jet lag quite yet?
1: Uh You know, no. I mean, I've stopped waking up at 3 a.m., but there was, you know, it turns out when you leave your office for a week, you end up just having to do two weeks worth of work the next week. So I don't know if I'm going to recover. Adam, have you recovered from your nap yet?
2: No, I am still I still have my nap hangover. It's all right, though. As soon as this is done, I might go get some ice cream or some snacks or watch uh, the, uh, the Wandering Earth is on Netflix, and it's apparently a very good sci-fi movie. And you all know I'm about that uh, cosmic life, so I might check that out.
1: I watched Chernobyl last night, and... I saw someone talking about it. Who was... Was it Scott
2: Derrickson loves it? Some MCU guy was tweeting about it today. I think it was Scott Derrickson.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: Let's jump into our news. Uh, I think the first bit of news we're going to talk about is Eternals uh, continues to add on to their cast. Uh, This time, we had the... um, Edition of a Game of Thrones cast member who is going to play the role of Icarus and my computer isn't doing what it's supposed to. Rhiannon, do you know this person and are you excited about the casting?
1: I don't really know this person. And after, I mean, after Ian run and Finn Jones, um, that would be from And humans and Iron Fist; those were both from Game of Thrones. So, like, how could they go wrong with Game of Thrones casting? That was sort of my first thought. You know, I mean, just like their track record on the Game of Thrones guys isn't that great. So, this guy—I didn't even recognize him. Who was he in Game of Thrones? Was he first season a Stark that died? No, yeah,
2: Rob Stark. He eventually died. Season halfway through season two, maybe season three. And Finn and Ian's defense. Ian, Ewan and Ramsey Bolton's defense. Uh I mean they were both good on Game of Thrones. So I'm not necessarily sure they're bad actors per se. Uh Madden was kind of one of my choices for uh uh, uh Richard Ryder. He's a, uh, and that's the thing Game of Thrones has so much stuff going on there's not unless you're one of the four main people, you know, you don't really get all too much development. I, Rob Sark was kind of underutilized a bit. Um, obviously followed the way of his father quite early. Spoiler alerts, if you're not caught up on Game of Thrones five seasons ago. Um, yeah, I don't see why, I mean, this is probably the most, um, talented cast they've assembled so far, I guess. I mean, they have three, I wouldn't say Richard Madden's a household name, but he certainly has a lot of clout than, uh, I mean, you look at Captain Marvel, you look at, um, some of the people in like Guardians Two and movies of that nature. Um, I mean the only the only cast I could think that is better was Black Panther. You know they announced big name after big name after big name. Um, so I mean that it's no need to worry quite yet. I guess I would guess. I mean you put you put Iron Fit not Iron Fist but Finn Jones or Maximus the Mad in a movie. And those actors are, are do a one eighty turn, Um so I'm not concerned. I guess.
0: Yeah, I get um, I got a kick out of there was a shareholder call today, and one of the execs at Disney was talking about the the quarter two earnings, and she was warning. She's like, "Just remember, the cast was really expensive, so we're not going to make the profit on Endgame that you might think that we would make because of how expensive it was to put the cast together." And I was like. Who brought back the ghost of Ike Perlmutter? I mean, come on lady, we do not want to hear about your margins cuz you don't want to put casts in movies, you know, like let's keep going with the MCU where we pay to have good people in them instead of, you know, well, if we squeeze this character out, we'll save an extra 2 million dollars. None of that stuff. And so, I'm I'm happy whenever they get somebody that costs some money, so the uh
2: the ghost of Ike Perlmutter would be the MCU's first horror movie.
1: <laughs> i thought he was still alive uh, he is still alive <laughs> okay, <He is>. okay. <laughs> it's the spirit then maybe
0: he's just a, enough of a ghoulie type person that he might have a ghost before he dies like he's just gonna jump straight to the poltergeist stage so wow
2: he's the uh they all look the same guy right
0: Uh, I'm
2: guessing so I don't know
0: what you're talking about Uh, But it sounds exactly like what he would say Don
2: Cheadle and Terrence Howard There's actually There's actually a quote of Yeah, there's a quote That wasn't a paraphrase so you can look
0: that up On your own time Uh, Our second bit of news isn't really news Uh, Disney did some uh, Talked about their slate of upcoming movies yesterday And released kind of a renewed slate and the most of the marvel stuff is not unexpected. Uh we've got a May and November movie for next year, then uh February, May and November the year after 2021 and then 2022 I think is a uh is a either February or March and then a May and then a July. Um so All of those were announced ahead of time. I mean, a lot of blogs are making another article about it because it kind of reconfirms that. But there's nothing too new out of it. Uh, We also did see a little more of how they're going to space out the Fox stuff. Uh, We also saw that Indiana Jones 5 is coming. They've talked a little bit about Star Wars and Avatar into the future. I think the biggest news is the non-news, which sounds weird. But there was no Deadpool listed in this uh there was no new marvel dates given to old fox dates um they did not expand the slate at all they didn't add anything to 2020 which we thought might happen because maybe shang chi would be you know moved up are you guys disappointed at all that it's just the same old or uh are we going to be okay just with what marvel's offering thus far
2: slates can change right all the time so i i mean and that's why i was so confused i mean the the news cycle was dominated by this yesterday but um just because they announced it now doesn't mean it's not going to change in november what was the other deal they're reducing foxes out they're cutting Fox's output in half i think did you mention that no, I, didn't. I think they said what 12 to five or six so i mean obviously that decreases but that's the are they counting deadpool in with the fox stuff or what probably not So I don't, yeah, it's nothing to worry about right now. You know, it it could change in in six months or whatever. I mean, if something happens and they buy uh, the Spider-Man universe or something, you know, obviously there's probably something they would want to put in there in the next couple of years. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's going to change sometime.
1: I don't know. I feel like we've known about this next slate of movies. So much of the early stuff we've known about for a while that it's other than the Eternals, it feels like old news.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think, Rian, just to jump on that and let you get back to what you're saying, like when San Diego comes around or D23, do you think you're going to be excited to see officially declared something that we were told in the trades would happen six months ago? Like, do you think that degrades some of the excitement factor? Definitely. I
1: mean, like, if the big announcement at San Diego is we're doing the Eternals and here's our cast and it's all stuff that we already knew, okay. Meh. Sorry I camped out for that. Which makes me wonder what they have up their sleeve. We spent a year speculating on how Endgame would play out, and while we picked a lot of stuff, like, you know, there were still plenty of surprises. I would be shocked if we could predict everything that they're doing, even when it comes to their slate and what they plan to surprise us with. I hope that we don't know everything. I'm just going to leave it at that.
0: Yeah, and it's been weird because Kevin Feige kind of didn't want us to know everything and so he wouldn't comment on stuff. But all that meant was instead of getting it from him in a hyped environment, you know, we got it from Deadline or Variety on an email article that was shared on Twitter. You know, I just, I think they want to continue to create events that you know, show us what movies are coming. I think that makes it exciting. It's another part of the fan experience.
2: You mentioned like the the fan experience. Were you hinting at like a convention, like Marvel Con, MarCon?
1: What you hearing, Adam? What? Are you hearing any news of? Oh, no, I'm not.
2: No, no, I'm not hearing anything at all. But if if there's Star Wars Celebration, there's I don't see how why they wouldn't do a Marvel convention between studios between tv between hulu between not netflix but disney plus comics you know it seems like a no-brainer eventually right yeah i mean i'd be there i do i'd totally go i'd be there in a heartbeat i mean they do it with star wars but i mean i I don't know they're not going to do a
0: slate dump are they i don't think so I'd really love them to do it. I don't know exactly how they did celebration, but if you did it at a convention center that was like close enough to an amphitheater, like you could have the convention hall, but then like the really big panels you could do where like they could sit fifteen, sixteen thousand people. You know, like actually use the basketball part of Madison Square Garden for like the major panels, so they could like.
1: Holy crap
0: it'd be awesome I mean think about it if you had if you could get 15,000 people into a room to watch and you didn't even have to fill it when they did uh, Hascon here in Providence the Hasbro convention the biggest panels they put in the stadium that does the Providence Bruins games I think it fits 10,000 I mean we didn't fill it by any means but when it gets dark you don't care and it just meant that everybody could be in the panel that wanted to be and you don't have to camp out and all that kind of garbage you know
1: they would have to hire a lot of snipers for that.
0: <laughs> that's that's true. The secure that part, yeah. The uh,
2: I think celebration was at well, it was in Chicago. I think it was like the the big panels were in like the Rosemont Center, or they were in some arena. Um, but it's super convenient because McCormick Place is huge.
1: Hall H, uh, uh Hall H holds like seven thousand people. Hall H is bigger than it seems
2: you know it's bigger than seven thousand?
1: Fifteen thousand. <laughs> Fifteen thousand. and you know i
2: mean if the if they put a slate dump in there they'd sell out oh yeah they'd now, sell out in a heartbeat no if they questions sold asked. tickets
1: saying we're doing the marvel phase four slate dump yeah i mean if they guaranteed what they were going to give people would totally totally show them
2: Right. Now, the third Spirits of a Vengeance show, on the other hand, probably might not pack their place. No.
0: Yeah. The other thing about these slates that came out, I mentioned Indy 5. That's currently slated for July 9th of 2021. That's a little surprising because Spider-Man movies, we've heard Sony wants every two years. And we've got one the first week of July 2019, which is this year. So... That Indy 5 movie is kind of crowding up against where Spidey 3, one would think, goes. In 2025?
1: 2021. Oh, okay. okay. Sorry.
0: Sorry, Indy 5 in 2021. Indy 5
1: 2021.
0: Okay. So, it's interesting. Uh, it could be that they'll put out Spider-Man and then put out Indy the next week. It could be they know Indiana Jones is going to get bumped because I know that one's been delayed and delayed. It could be that this is a place marker so that when they make an official deal with Sony, like this is part of the chicken game to get Sony to re-up. It's like, well, hey, listen, we're going to take that spot if you don't re-up your contract. It just, it was all a little weird to me. I wish they would wrap up the Sony deal.
1: Try to do this without us and we will bury you in the theater that weekend.
0: Tom Holland was contracted for five movies, though. My understanding was six. Six. He's just only contracted to do five with Marvel Studios, but he's on record for a third solo movie with Sony.
2: Yeah, but what they have to do is Far From Home the 5th?
1: He was in Civil War, Endgame, Infinity War.
2: Well, even after Far From Home, I'm pretty sure they have to do one more movie,
0: unless it is a solo movie with Sony. Yeah, my understanding is the MCU contract is done after Far From Home. All right, uh, we gotta keep moving. Where's my notes? Uh, All right, we're gonna talk about a couple rumors here, and I kind of hate this. There's this guy on Twitter that got a lot of things right for Infinity War, and well, and Endgame, and now people are paying lots of attention to him. But if he really does have the details, I don't want to hear about it. But then people like Adam put the information in the titles of the articles, so. Oh, uh,
2: give me a break. Like, you care about the High Evolutionary.
0: It's not yes. like, give
2: a damn about it.
0: So, the rumors we're hearing is Guardians 3 will include the High Evolutionary and uh, the female Rocket. I forget. Lula, Lila, Lilia. Lady Lila. And uh, was there one other? Was there Moondragon maybe in there, Adam? I forget.
2: Yes, moon Dragon.
0: And then the other rumor was Doctor Strange 2. We'll see... Um, Uh, Brother Voodoo and Clea. I don't feel like these are terrible spoilers if they are true, because I mean, we would have guessed at some of these things, particularly brother voodoo was set up pretty clearly in Dr. Strange one, uh, Adam, has this stuff got you pumped up for these upcoming movies?
2: Oh yeah. And I was looking back, there was a time where Derrickson did say he, uh, had planned on including both Jericho and Cleo and Dr. Strange two. Um, so that's pretty much signed, sealed, and delivered. Um, and I'm excited for all three guardians. Well, it's, it's gonna be jam packed. It's gonna be the type of thing. Um who's gonna be the big bad? Are they going to have move Aisha and Adam into the big bad and just kind of have like a subplot? Um is high evolutionary gonna be the Aisha of Guardians three? You know, or is the high evolutionary gonna be like what, uh, uh Stakar Ogard in volume two, you know, there's a lot of moving parts. Um but I'm excited for all three of them. And Lila was teased in um Guardians 1, too. So, um, yeah, I'm excited for all three of them.
0: I thought it was really odd. I saw a um, conversation with the Russo brothers where they said, like, do you have to get the characters to a certain place at the end of Endgame? And their answer was like, oh, no, Marvel never makes us get characters to a particular place. And I thought, that's baloney. Like, the Guardians 3 script has been written for a long time. You can't tell me that Kevin Feige gave them zero guidance about where they wanted to put the Guardians and Thor and all that stuff. That seems unlikely to me.
1: Yeah. Like, somebody's very quickly having to go, oh, crap, what do we do with Thor now?
0: Yeah, because we know James Gunn's been done for, like, what, a year with that script? Because he finished the script before he got fired last July. Yeah. I guess, technically, they finished filming Endgame about the time he finished that script. But still, like... I can't imagine James Gunn was working away on a script and he would get a note from the Russos and he'd have to just like scrap the whole thing and go, "Well, I need Thor in my movie now." Like,
2: yeah. I mean, they're supposed to be filming Guardians three right now, right? right. that was initially that May date next year or the July date that they scrapped or whatever. Um, so I mean, it was supposed to be in production right now. I'm not sure if you call that politics or a smokescreen or
1: what. Well, and I mean, maybe it was mutual. Maybe Gunn was like, "Hey, guys." Any chance Thor's surviving this? Any chance he can come and, you know, join my guys at the end? And Marcus and McFeely are like, "Eh, yeah, we can make that work. I mean, maybe it was more of a mutual situation?
2: I mean, he was got an executive producer credit, too. So he did probably
0: have some say or at least consulted or suggested at some point. It does make me wonder if Endgame is part of the reason they hired him back when they did. They're like, okay, there's going to be a James Gunn credit in Endgame. And people are going to be like, why is he still around if we haven't rehired him? So let's rehire him to make that exec producer credit make more sense. That's
2: still got to be the most baller. not Probably most, but I mean... Gun made out like a bandit, right? Right. And not only did he get fired, and
1: he got some sort of severance or settlement, right? I don't, I don't think there's any guaranteed severance or settlement. I really, really don't. I think these contracts are written so they can get rid of these guys.
0: That's. I mean, the trades reported there was severance. Oh, oh okay. Uh, negotiations.
2: He had a settle or something. So not only that, but then he got another huge superhero property, and then he got his original job back. So he's probably... <laughs>
0: He's not complaining. All right, Adam. This is the rumor that maybe makes you most excited. I think, uh, but it seems to be from a bad source. There is talk that they've started production, whatever that means, on a Nova movie. Uh, we development. I know that you're excited about it, but do you th- do you think it's true?
2: Yes, it is true. It's got to be true because technically Marvel Studios probably has 20 movies yeah. in development. Okay.
0: <laughs> right. It's right there with Power Pack and Kazar and the Savage Land and all those things. Right. And this Marvel
2: right? and the Runaways movie, you know, <laughs> not the Runaways movie, but I mean, they're technically speaking, they're in development. All the signs are pointing forward to a Nova movie. I mean, I think that'll be one of the first new IPs they introduce, you know, outside of the Eternals uh, with the guardians. And that's the thing with guardians three, you know, that the high evolutionary news that um, the Lila news, the moon dragon news, this movie, if it's guns, either, or if it's guns, last one, it's going to set up properties for another person it's going to, or if it's not Gunn's last one and he's going to continue building the cosmic stuff, you know, he certainly has ideas. There's been rumors that the Annihilators were going to be in um, the end of Guardians 3. Um, there were rumors. I mean, Novo made it in the script to Volume 1. Um, Feige himself had said it's, it's going to be one of the first projects they developed. You know, they haven't even scratched the surface on the cosmic stuff, Right. They haven't even got into Fantastic Four. They haven't got into Nova. Um, so there's a lot of movies to be had there, which is somewhat concerning because we go back and there's only two movies you know, next year, right? And then there's only three right. movies the year after. So there's all this cosmic stuff that I want and we'll throw a tantrum if we don't get, but then we also have X-Men and we also have Fantastic Four. Um, but yeah, I mean, Nova, they're – this is not in the insider information, but yeah, there's probably a Nova movie in development sometime. You know, there's got to be concept art out there. Uh, I spoke to Charlie Wen once, and he said that the best piece of concept art he ever did um, was a character he had to remove from Guardians One because they're going to use him later. Um, so I just took that to mean Nova.
1: You think it's you think it's a whole movie and not just oh they have plans for Nova in one of the properties that we know they're going to do.
2: Either or that's the thing. I mean, between Nova and Richard Ryder, I do think there's a franchise there. But at very minimum, you, you know, I would be surprised if he wasn't in Guardians three, right? Um, I don't know. I, I I do. I think I think Nova could at least get one movie. You know, if they're doing a Black Widow prequel, maybe a Nova prequel ish between. 2018 and 2023 right um obviously carol said she there was a lot of planets out there that needed protecting um maybe that's when they get the world mind together and relaunch the nova Corps with actual powers and such you know um so maybe it could be something like that maybe richard rider passes the torch in this solo movie to sam alexander who goes on young Avengers disney plus or something um yeah. But yeah, I mean, either Rich or or Sam, I I do think that they could uh, support a franchise. And I know that is incredibly biased coming from myself. But, I mean, Nova is the biggest cosmic character, right? Or am I overblowing it?
0: No, I think that's fair. And I've said several times, I would like to see Captain Marvel, if Captain Marvel 2 is another flashback movie to like 1999 or 2002 or something like that. I'd love to see them put Richard Ryder in that movie, do do the buddy cop thing she did with Nick Fury but do it with Richard Ryder and then since it's a flashback movie, then you can set up for Sam Alexander to come into the current MCU, particularly since the current MCU now exists in 2023. Like that that system where you do a flashback movie that allows you to then bring something in the future, I think is interesting for that character. I I do think Guardians, just real quick, Guardians 3 is going to disappoint someone. Because at this point, we've already in this podcast talked about High Evolutionary and, you know, some of Rocket's origin stuff and Thor and um, the possibility of Adam Warlock and Aisha. And now we're talking, you know, bringing in maybe Nova. It's just, I don't... Yeah, I don't think there's any way that movie has... All, unless they make it like an endgame three-hour Guardians 3 like saga movie. I, I just don't think there's enough space to do all that stuff.
2: That is a good point. You know, If this is kind of Guns N' Cap, you know, they probably would give them a three-hour movie, right?
0: I don't know how many times you want to roll that dice. I mean, they've come out successfully on it now twice or once and a half or whatever with Infinity War. I, I just don't think they want to make a habit of it. Right.
2: What'd you say? I was gonna touch on something you said, but I totally spaced off.
0: Oh, I talked about the gap, and the time gap, and how it lets them introduce about the the eight years
2: later in Spider Man Homecoming. Um, I don't even want to get into timeline stuff now, right? With the five years stuff and with prequels this way and that way, and uh, I mean Joe Russo even said it. You know, he says we're getting into non-linear time uh, storytelling now. So, yeah, I think the continuity is going to get less and less strict, less and less tight, I guess. That's just my opinion, though.
1: Well, and that kind of leads into the Spider Man clip that came out. Well, I guess, are we going to talk Spider Man later?
0: We will, but you can go ahead and talk it a little now. I mean,
1: I don't know if you guys saw the clip that I don't know if it leaked or was released this week where they talk about, you know. They refer to this as now the 616 universe and that Mysterio, well, Mysterio's saying he came from another universe, another timeline. We're in the 616 timeline. You know, there's going to be a little bit more of that in homecoming.
2: I have thoughts on that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I've read everybody's thoughts on that.
0: <laughs> Let's wrap up the news with just <laughs> new mutants has been delayed again to April of what? to April of 2020. I think it is. So that's a full 30 months after the original trailer came out. Also, Gambit has been officially taken off the slate. Um, neither of these are surprising. I, I just cannot. I know we've gone over this a million times. Why don't they just put this thing on streaming or just throw it in the trash can? Like, I don't understand what delaying this movie six months does for them. But
2: I suppose they're going to give her the uh, good old college try and give Asadi Yaz and his team the chance to market the hell out of it or something. I don't know. Unless they're, like, recutting the film. or I, It's hard to believe that they would dedicate that many resources to it. But at the same time, you know, it's their movie now.
1: But is it Feige's movie? Is Feige getting to...
2: That's the thing. Is Kenberg still... Who's, who's doing this? Who's getting... Who's in the chopping room floor right now? It's not like the Russos that, you know, worked around the clock on it, right? It just seems <laughs> like it has, like, cobwebs over it somewhere. It's, like, stuck on a flash drive.
0: Bob Iger's got a nephew who's at, like, USC film school or whatever. He's like, listen, I'm going to give you a chance. Uncle Bob's looking out for you. I wouldn't even say USC. I would say probably, like, Iowa Central Community College. Well, apparently, as long as you've got money, you can get into USC. I mean, isn't that what we've learned in the last couple of weeks or whatever? or whatever. True. <laughs> Touche. That's a new TV show now. All right. Uh, we've actually keep moving. Um, all right, Cloak and Dagger... I feel like I keep giving you guys homework to talk about Cloak & Dagger. I think you caught up some. Um, where are you guys at, and what have you thought about the show thus far? Adam, you said you're starting to get hooked a little bit? I'm all caught up. Yeah,
2: I should have. T- so every third episode is like a, a hook. Um, and then between's is just a fill. And I know exactly why you love this, because the storytelling storytelling's so GD convoluted and twisty and turny and multiple things going on i'm like this this is why caleb loves the out of this show (laughs) that's exactly the reason but that's the thing i mean five it's almost too messy for its own good you know and that's the thing binging it helps binging it really helps because um i could imagine watching five live and going back and watching six live because, like uh, Rihanna said off air earlier, the what you missed last week or whatever it wasn't even talking about episode five. It was talking about last season and her boyfriend last season. You know, I'm like, uh, okay. Uh But yeah, am yeah. slowly coming around to it. They're, I think they're going to go in a very interesting direction with this big bad. Um, I'm not sure if I could say an inside scoop on who that probably is.
0: Oh, I thought they, no, I think they've revealed it. Who? So Rhiannon, are you all caught up? I don't want to ruin anything.
1: It's okay. It's okay. Just go have
0: at it. So the, we find out that there's someone who keeps the record store at the mall that has all these like terrible memories or alternate futures for all these girls that are adopted. And he says, I don't feed on, he says, I don't feed on their fear. I feed on their despair. And I'm pretty sure it's Despair from the comics. When you look at the visual design of that, and I don't remember that character, he's an old X-Men villain, but he's also a cloak and dagger villain. It's spelled really weird. It's D apostrophe S-P-A-Y R E or whatever. Um clearly his look with the black suit and the white gloves kind of is a very cloak and daggery budget way of doing a demon like despair. But I think that's what it's supposed to be, isn't it, Adam? Well, did they say
2: explicitly in the
0: show, or are you just guesstimating? I mean, let me put it this way. He said despair the same way that Bridget goes, it's going to be mayhem. I mean, you know, like, I think that's what's going on. Do you? Is that not it? No, no, that's exactly it.
1: I mean, his Wikipedia page says despair appears in the second season of Cloak and Dagger. As, like, the first line.
2: Why was I told not to tell anyone? That's horse crap.
0: <laughs> Here I, mean, I am it's, sitting it's... on this
2: gold mine, and they told me not to tell anyone. But it's already on <laughs> Wikipedia.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's what I brought, put together. I went to Twitter, because I didn't know who the villain was. And somebody said he feeds on their despair. And somebody else commented, like, oh, you misspelled despair. And then Pekaski, like, retweeted them or something. So it wasn't particularly a big secret, I don't think. Jeez Louise. I do love that this show continues to play on these themes of people's hopes and people's fear and how people deal with like mourning and how people deal with trauma and that the idea that this villain feeds on people's sense of hopelessness where Tandy's and Ties, powers are based on people's hopes and fears. Like I just think it's all really smart. We had that um, quick allusion to Mr. Jip, which they said would be back, which is another like nightmare and fear based villain. I just love that. It's all kind of in the same wheelhouse and kind of fits together, you know?
2: Well, that malls inside the dark force dimension, right?
0: Yeah. And that's where Despair's at, but he's also manifest in real life. So that's what I think is really cool is he seems to have an immense amount of power. And he seems to have some control or power over the insides of the dimension that's in Ty, which makes me wonder, like, how much control he could potentially have over Cloak. I I just think he's very menacing. The way they shot him, I jumped every time he showed up on screen for that one episode. And now I just don't know. Like, he could have a significant power set that would be difficult for them to deal with, I think. What, what the hell happened to Mayhem? She's still stuck in there? I think so.
1: I thought Mayhem got out.
0: No, she's still... The the bad part, the good Bridget's out, but the bad part is still stuck in there because she accidentally pulled out Connors instead of pulling out Mayhem.
1: Oh, okay. I thought she got Connors and Mayhem.
2: Who has now broken good? What's the opposite of break bad? You can't break
0: good, can you? I I like the phrase, though, because he is broken. He's like... You tortured me inside that nightmare dimension long enough. I give up, man. Just don't don't take me back there. Dying would be better than that. Right. There's also something poetic and awesome about the idea that the insides of an American mall is what hell is like. I just think that's very uh, interesting.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, what
2: was it? on? Uh, I had a laugh. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow. They went to hell in Legends of Tomorrow this week. And it looked like. A street in New York City. I'm like, oh, so that's what hell's like, or what?
1: It probably depends on each person.
0: They
2: had blowing newspapers, too, to make it extra spooky.
0: Mmm. Ah, yes.
2: That kind of. Those kind of visual effects.
0: I I love that they're building their own, like, uh, mythos in this show. Like, they're like, okay, we're taking the dark dimension, and we're building it the way we want to build it. And there's kind of... Uh, I forget what they called it. There's like the gatekeeper to the Dark Dimension who appears to you. Like he appears to Bridget as the dead boyfriend. And he appears to Ty, uh, to Tandy as like a young tie. I just... I love that the, the whole record store concept I think is really interesting and creepy. I just have liked that they're building their own world. It's like they have their own little part of the MCU and they're building it out their way. And I kind of love that they're taking the the control of it you know
1: and it feels like they could do so many things here like i was just saying this is an actual show where i could see the spot showing up which is one of those crazier comic characters he just like creates a little you guys have no idea who i'm talking about do you no i know the spot oh yeah the spot so like he creates a little circle in the ground and that creates a hole and a dimension that he can go into and pop out of and I totally feel like we could see him in the series. He's not already in the series in like one of those little spots that I jumped. I went the spot. That's my that's gonna be on my cloak and dagger wish list.
2: You do bring up a good point, you know, it's they're doing the supernatural stuff while keeping it grounded, you know? It's not Defenders grounded. It's network T V grounded that's still somewhat supernatural and spooky. Which is a really uh Intricate thing, I think.
1: And it's not so supernatural that it's like Legion. You know, like, right. I feel like it's walking this fine line where it's not so zany that, I mean, you know, we're not having dance scene mind battles, but we are getting, like, jumping around. It is, they're, they're doing some great stuff.
0: Yeah, I, it reminds me a little bit of Jessica Jones season one. Because yeah. that was a show that had a supernatural villain that had this amazing power to control people. And he used it to stay in plush apartments and get free dinners. And I feel like that's a little bit what this villain is, is he can, like, suck people's life out of them by feeding on their despair. And he uses that to get girls lured into, you know, human trafficking. And I think that is, like, that combo is, I've got these powers and I'm going to use them to do relatively mundane but horrific things. I think that is what's working so well. See look at that. We don't hate everything. I love this a lot, and you're totally right, Adam. The complexity right? of the storytelling and the way they do it. Oh man, I eat that crap up. <laughs> uh speaking of Rhiannon you mentioned Legion. Did you see the Legion three trailer?
1: No. No.
0: There's a Legion three trailer? Season three, yeah. What? Oh, I missed it. It happened right before the Disney um, Slate stuff yesterday, so it got buried. Well, we won't talk about it Oh, no. I'm
1: watching it right now.
0: The funny thing, Adam, is that she will understand this about as much as you do, or I do, because that trailer is complete (laughs) nonsense. It really
1: is. (laughs) It really is. It's complete nonsense. I mean, it really is. It's
0: complete nonsense. So, we get some... I mean, apparently... Um, David is starting uh, a cult and he's dressed like a hippie and there's lots of women and Professor X and Cerebro are in it and the Shadow King is trying to kill him and uh, yeah, I don't know I, was there anything else of meaning that you got out of it, Rhiannon? <laughs> Aubrey Plaza
1: looked amazing Um, I mean, I didn't yeah, I mean No, it's Legion. It's Legion, and it's going to be Legion-y.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to figure out if I'm getting tired of it, or if it's just... It's like a visceral experience that you have, and then you're done. Like, you almost can't think about that show, because it's too much.
1: I mean, that's what... Like, I don't even remember... I don't entirely remember where it ended last season. I know he was moving towards being a supervillain, and... I care about the characters and everything, though, so... I will enjoy it. I don't know that I'll remember to watch it every week, but I will enjoy it.
0: Well, the other problem is they're bringing in time travel, which we've talked about so many times. Ah! Uh,
1: uh, do not want. Do not want.
0: Like, even the Shadow King's like, How do you kill someone? who can go back in time and warn themselves that you're coming. And I'm like, oh, this is going to (laughs) suck.
1: No. No, I'm tired of time travel. Speaking of time travel, we get new shield like this week.
0: Oh, yeah. And oh, I forgot this in the news. It's completely unrelated to Endgame. Like, (laughs) did you see this? What? Oh it... Hell yeah <laughs> They basically came out And uh, Jed Whedon, Joss's brother Who works on the show was like So we have a sense in our mind Of how it fits within the timeline But we're not going to burden the, wa- the, the Viewers with that We're just going to keep on kind of rolling along And not worry about Endgame and Infinity War And how it all fits together It was this combination of like Our viewers are idiots and our viewers don't deserve to know And it just made me so angry <laughs> It's bonker. That's
2: so bizarre. Damn it, Jeff. So stupid. So, so stupid. I thought J- Jeff was in on that same piece, too. He did some explanation. It uh, That's why we need the multiverse, guys. Right? That's why we need it. Because the continuity doesn't make it. So you're telling me half the people are dusted, but not a single damn soul and... Whatever. That's not a spoiler, by the way. You've seen them all in the trailer. Um, It's just so crazy. Ah,
0: mm-hmm. it, The dusting is feeling more and more convenient. Like, all of the people in Spider-Man that matter all happen to get dusted. It's like, oh, Ned got dusted, and um, Flash got dusted, Aunt May got dusted, MJ got dusted. Like, Come on now. That's just so convenient.
2: <laughs> right. We went from half of everything to uh, very, very convenient
0: plot devices. So, that um, brings us to Spider-Man Far From Home. We got the trailer. Uh, Rhiannon, what did you think about the uh, this look at this Spidey movie?
1: I still love Jake Gyllenhaal. And I love the chemistry that he's bringing to it. The Mysterio Spider-Man chemistry. Um... I liked, I liked the happy, I liked, um, I mean, you know, like the sad Iron Man is dead. Uh, spoilers. Sorry. If you're listening to this podcast three weeks after Endgame and you don't know how Endgame ended, (laughs) um, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so, I mean, like the emotional... Punch with him like sat over Iron Man and happy like stepping in and doing whatever's happening there. Um I don't know. It looks like a fun journey. I'm excited. I'm excited about it. I mean Tom Holland is awesome. And he's continuing to be awesome. And I love Jake Gyllenhaal and
2: Hell yeah. The biggest twist at this point. Would be that Mysterio's actually good, right?
1: <laughs> right.
0: Because none of us believe. Like, that. are we
2: just assuming? He, I know. Is none of us like all of us think that he's going to not be from another universe than that he's actually a bad guy? But the biggest vulture tombs esque dad of Liz twist would be that Mysterio is actually good.
1: That would be that would be a big twist. That he's actually from another dimension. And there's the rip in space and time. And that he's a good guy.
0: And that he actually has magic powers. Like, it would be the reverse Trevor Slattery, is what it would be.
2: Exactly. Exactly. And that's the thing. I mean, if this was a Marvel TV thing, it would be the type of thing where I could see Mysterio lying and they not doing with the multiverse. But the multiverse was, you know... The groundwork was laid in Doctor Strange and Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp. So I can't see them toying with it so much and
1: it not ending up being real. Right?
2: It doesn't seem very Marvel Studios-esque. If
1: it's real, do we get like a Spider-Ham? Spidey-Ham?
2: I sure hope so. Imagine like a Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but with Miles Morales and Tom Holland.
0: Ooh... Alright, I have a prediction that is totally me making it up. Don't yell at me for spoiling this movie, but it's so ingenious, I kind of think it might. I think it'd be really interesting if they go through all this, and Mysterio's totally lying, he's not from another universe, whatever. And then, somewhere along the line, Mysterio calls up his boss, and he goes, I used the story you gave me, but it didn't work, they figured out who I really am. And the guy on the other lo- other side of the phone goes, well, it's my story, so I figured it might work. And then it's like, zoom out, Norman Osborn. Norman Osborn is the guy who's from an alternate universe, and he's helping Mysterio, and he's the one that came up with the whole story because he's coming in from an alternate universe. I thought I would get some, like, wows or oohs or ahs, and you guys are like, no, not really. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I." He's the one that bought Adventure's Tower, right? Uh, maybe. That's
2: where I... I mean, I guess my mind was just thinking that we'd see like a Big O or something on top of the tower or Oscor or something like that. But sure, maybe alternate universe. I don't think it was... I don't think it was caused from the snap, though. I think someone screwed the pooch taking the stones back.
1: Well, yeah, because he ended up back in the regular timeline...
0: Right. I mean, or because Lord it wasn't only the, the pooch, from it was Peggy, timeline. too. But
1: <laughs> yeah, screwed the pooch and Peggy,
2: <laughs> right? Did we uh, did we talk about that? How Joe Russo said that Cab did make an alternate reality and then he reality jumped somehow? Yeah,
1: yeah, we didn't talk about did it, talk I don't think. That?
2: Maybe we did. Oh, so that happened. That's why I'm saying this timeline stuff. <laughs> It's, uh, it's going to not crumble apart, but there's going to be certain liberties. I
0: I do want to see some kind of mechanism where they talk about how they jump from reality to reality, because it was so hard to do the time travel thing. Like it just, you know, this should not be like, you know, walking through a, you know, rotating door. It should not be easy to just swap realities and that what's that makes me nervous about what they're saying in the Spider-Man trailer because I don't I don't want people just cavalierly jumping from one universe to the other, and if Mysterio is from another universe, it's kind of problematic. It took twenty two movies to figure out time travel, and now Mysterio and Cap and everybody and their brothers figuring out how to do reality hopping. I just am not a fan of that.
2: But I mean, it's kind of like with the Chitari tech, right? Well, Doctor Strange can do it, right? with the sling ring. That's all you need is a sling ring and fancy hand movements.
1: Maybe in caps, maybe in the new cap timeline, he has, yeah, he goes and works with the ancient one. And.
0: Oh, like soldier Supreme, the comic book they just did. Give me that so much. That'd be so good. I do find interesting. The idea, maybe that Mysterio is like the doctor strange of his reality and like trained with the ancient one. And that's how he reality hops. That would be interesting to actually make Mysterio a real magician. Adam, was there anything else in this trailer that you thought was interesting or exciting? No, just the multiverse stuff. I loved Nick Fury's line,
2: which you hate, <laughs> but whatever. I <laughs> loved it so much. Like,
1: like,
2: it landed so good with me. I mean, it was just chef's kiss, right? <laughs> I thought it was...
1: I mean, he was just saying what we were all thinking. And it's
2: it's it's iconic Samuel Jackson. Like, that's perfect that was probably improv well
1: that is the one thing like I mean at this point I don't know that I know who Nick Fury is I just know that Sam Jackson is in these movies
0: slowly they've just let Nick Fury become Samuel L Jack like he's not acting anymore he's just showing up on set and having right he just shows up on set Uh, we did get a better look at the elementals which I think I was kind of meh on at first but I actually am kind of liking the special effects I think it'll be a good spectacle for big screen The Molten Man and Hydro Man and Sandman and all that stuff. I think that will be fun to watch. I'm I'm pretty pumped about it and we're so into Endgame. You know, we're now, what, eight weeks from this movie coming out? Something like that?
1: Oh my gosh. Time is flying.
0: I bought my tickets. You may have seen this on Twitter. I was very upset. Our local IMAX doesn't do reserved seating on Tuesdays because it's like cheap day or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this movie's coming out on a Tuesday, and they weren't cheap tickets, but they um, they didn't institute reserved seating because on Tuesdays they never do reserved seating. So I'm going to have to go and fight for a seat in the IMAX when Spider-Man Home uh, Far From Home comes out, and I'm not happy about this. But I don't have to worry about Northwest Iowa, so
2: haha, because I'll be one of five people in the whole theater.
1: I'm just going to hope that Marvel does a friends and family screener.
2: Why on a Tuesday? That just blows my mind. Clearly it's 4th of July weekend and stuff, but that's just bizarre. Tuesday? Yeah.
0: Alright, let me do this real quick. We never talked about our predictions. Do you guys want to know who won our prediction battle? Sure. Not me, because I was team Cap dying. So coming in dead last was Caleb. I did not do so well. I got 20 of the, like... What did we do, 35 or 40 of them, something like that? I got 20 right. Coming in second was Adam with 22, and Rhiannon is the champion. 23 correct correct predictions. Wow. Way to go, me. Where you really ended up ahead is you predicted Iron Man's death, and so uh, me and Adam both thought he'd survive. And uh, let's see, what else? Were... The other ones are interesting. There was a couple that I didn't know who was right or wrong. Like we said, will Gamora return in this movie? And I'm like, uh, do we give people points or not? Thankfully, we all said the same thing. So we all got it equally right or equally wrong.
1: I mean, you guys, Charles Murphy didn't tell you two years ago that Iron Man was dying?
0: No, he Did told he, you, he that? Tell you that?
1: Two years ago, he was like, I know who's dying. And I was like... Uh, and he was like, do you want to know? And I was like, sure, because obviously that can't be kept a secret. And he said, Iron Man and Black Widow.
0: Really? Yeah. So you won by cheating, is what you're telling us.
1: Well, this was information so you, you guys at your disposal. It's not like he's my private source. I thought I told you guys that before.
2: I would say this disqualifies her, right? So
0: I'm the winner? <laughs> I... <laughs> It's just like that freaking horse race, man. Also,
1: how, how trustworthy, I mean, seriously, how, how likely is it that someone like knows accurate spoilers for Endgame? I mean, I really, truly, I really, truly had no faith that it was right. <laughs> Sorry, Charles. Um, I mean, because, like, in that time, there were many, many yeah. rewrites and changes and whatever.
0: So, talking about our main conversation, uh, talking about Endgame, and this is kind of our main topic for today beyond everything else we've talked about, we wanted to look a little bit ahead to what Endgame sets up for the future movies. This is something we've talked about a lot um, at different places on the internet. I've got kind of a list of properties, and it's a long enough list, we don't want to spend too long on any of them. But uh, just a little conversation about where Endgame leaves us. So, uh, first one Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We know it's coming to Disney. Plus. We thought it might be a, a show about who gets the shield, and it doesn't seem like that now. Uh, for you guys, how does Endgame set up the Falcon Winter, Winter Soldier show in your mind?
2: I think it's going to be renamed to Captain America, to be frank. Um,. I don't know Sorry, wise I haven't thought about. Obviously Sam's going to have difficulty adjusting to the shield and Bucky's going to be there to help out, I guess.
0: So the comic run about um, Falcon as Captain America was very political and was sort of about how America still was not ready to accept an African-American Captain America. Do you think Disney Plus goes there with their first Marvel show? Like, do you think it's going to have a political edge or... Do you think they'll shy away from that stuff,
2: man? You said that, and the instant you said that, people started review bombing it on Rotten Tomatoes.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I hope
2: so. I mean, it's it's. I'm not a huge cap fan, but that Sam Wilson cap stuff is some of the best stuff I've I've read. It's just so good. Um, So I'd hope that they would tie into that.
1: Has there been? I mean, have we seen? jerks throwing negativity towards that
0: ending uh, there's some people that feel like Bucky should have gotten it but I haven't heard it really explicitly on the racial side
2: yeah. I've heard far more about the A4 shot than uh, Sam Wilson yeah just a little bit
1: yeah they don't like the ladies
0: well I'm guessing the ladies don't like them either but that's just my personal opinion I'm sure you're right as um, Um, I don't, I mean, I guess my thought is it would be really interesting to see it's, you could see the world turning on both Falcon and cat and Bucky, you know, Bucky is kind of known as this terrorist and this guy that caused these international incidents and all that kind of stuff. And so you've got him working together with this guy who probably has a slightly different take on being Captain America. And I think the whole exploration of what it means to be Cap when it's not popular to be Cap or when your, your form of patriotism isn't what people expect, I think that's an interesting thing to develop. And I think it'll be, uh, I, I just, I don't see how they do that show without going there a little bit. So,
1: I also wonder if in the timeline that Cap came from, you know, that he spent his time in, if maybe Bucky got his shot to be Captain America or something
0: like that. There is a theory, when he uses the line, um, when he's... But Falcon says something like, um, this doesn't... Uh, this isn't mine, or it doesn't feel right, or it doesn't feel like it fits. Captain America says something along the lines that some people have taken to say that Falcon was Captain America in his alternate universe. And so the shield was literally made for Falcon.
1: Interesting. I like it.
2: No, there was a note from one of the Russos that said the main reason Bucky didn't get it was because he always has that chance of uh, getting corrupted again. Like there's always that, that little bit still in him. So,
0: uh, Just as a side note, does anyone else feel like old man Captain America looks just like Joe Biden? I can see it. When I saw the makeup, I was like, whoa, he looks like Uncle Joe. That's kind of weird.
2: um i mean do you guys think that we might get an evans cameo or two i mean i think it's totally within the realm of possibility especially if he's directing some of the episodes as previously speculated
0: i don't see any reason why he wouldn't do it if you get it's a two or three day job and they throw him 500 grand or whatever just to show up a couple days and get an old man makeup absolutely I'll do it for five hundred. I'll do it
1: for five hundred if it means I get to hang out up. with them. Yeah, no, kid. Right? All right, we
0: got to keep moving. Wanda Vision. Um, it's really not set up much by this movie. Um, I mean, is our assumption at this point that Wanda is going to do something to try to resurrect Vision? Because he he hasn't been dead that long for her. She snaps, so he hasn't been gone for five years for her. He's been gone since she woke up from the snap. Um, is, is this where we think we're going Where she's going to try to resurrect him somehow Or any thoughts on where that show's headed
2: I hope it's not A rom-com set in, uh where were they Stockholm Edinburgh. or something Edinburgh um, I don't know but then again it's the whole Non-linear storytelling stuff So it could be Between Civil War and Infinity War For all we know but I really hope it is the Frankenstein aspect of it all. Her trying to bring him back.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm i going for that with the her trying to bring him back. I mean, do you think at this point there'll just be this giant fight of ooh, we have a way to go back in time! And like somebody at this point has to they have to come up with a reason for everybody to not be going back in time for whatever reason. Right? They have to like establish something so that From here to the... There's no stakes in anything in the future if you can go back in time and grab a stone or go back in time and grab a piece of equipment from another timeline or something. Is there? Do they have to figure out a way to shut that off?
0: I think the biggest argument is the Doctor Strange argument that whenever you go back, you screw with something. And it was kind of suggested in Endgame, even if you mess up... You don't mess up your timeline, you'll cause suffering for millions or billions of people in a different timeline and so you just don't go back and mess around with stuff unless it's really big and important i think that's kind of the way they'll go to is there's always a cost to it and the bill comes due so you don't do it unless you really have to
1: but do you really tell wanda no if wanda wants to get back to another timeline and fix vision how do you tell her no how do you stop her she's pretty powerful
0: Well, the bigger problem she has is it would be hard for her to go back to a point where Vision's in love with her because he, you know, they kind of like, they kind of agree to stay together right about the time Infinity War kicks off. And so there's not a whole lot of versions of Vision and Time that's in a committed relationship with her that she could pull. You know, like she could pull him back from Age of Ultron, but they don't have a relationship. And that'd be really weird to be like, hey, I abducted you from the past because you have to fall in love with me. I don't know. Maybe that would be the storyline. How weird would that be? She's like, Vision, I brought you from the past and we're going to fall in love. And he's like, uh, what is love? I don't understand. And she forced him to live with him in a suburban house. That would be kind of creepy. All right, Loki. Do we think um, Do we think Loki is the space stone Loki from the alternate time zone? That's just jumping around, I mean, that seems like a really great place for that to launch off of Endgame.
2: Yep, sure is. I mean, that's what I would guess. I would, that's what I'd place all my money on.
1: Sure. Yeah.
0: I think, the only thing is, does that beg the question why Thor would not be chasing after him across the universe? Or, maybe he does? I, don't, I mean, Chris Hemsworth, does he show up in a Loki show? Is there... Is
1: there potential that Old Man Cap was actually just Loki?
0: Ooh. (laughs) That's a great conspiracy theory. I love that. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Hawkeye. Um, We've heard that Hawkeye is him passing on the mantle to, to Kate. It seems to me that this is just really logical. Like, the flow. He's gotten his family back and he needs to get out of the game and so he's just training his replacement right
2: what uh, and that's the thing i maybe i'm just too stubborn or so i don't know but it's hard for me to believe that they'd introduce kate bishop in, in the series then give kate bishop a movie that takes place after those events right um i don't know maybe they do that'd be super super cool it's the tv movie thing we've always wanted um but yeah, I mean Kate Bishop. And that's the thing. Is Kate Bishop considered a young Avenger? Is she gonna be a champion? Um, how are we gonna do it? Is it actually Kate Bishop or is it his daughter? Um that type of stuff. I mean I think we're all wanting chomping at the bit for Kate Bishop, right?
1: Yes, yes. Um I mean, do we think if they do young Avengers it'll be movies or, or are they just going to keep all that on Disney Plus?
0: That's a good question. I think it depends on um kind of what they want to do with the budget of it and where they see it go into the future uh, you know a lot of people have mentioned that this this time jump helps them out you know like Cassie Lang can be stature pretty quick now because she managed to do the time jump people have talked about Miles Morales being more of a possibility now that they've had a time jump um you know people have, i've heard weird things like Harley the kid from Iron Man 3 could be you know a young avenger or morgan stark but she's really little i'm not so much a fan of those ideas um i do like the idea that during that 5 year snap period that there was all these young people all over the world that tried to become superheroes and now they have this chance to be kind of trained by the heroes that have come back i think that's Kind of an interesting story or an interesting idea. Uh, it almost, I almost could see it like a Avengers Academy or the stuff that they did out of Civil War, where there was all these like young teen groups that are getting trained. Uh, and they also said that they want to add more LGBTQ characters. Obviously, Wiccan and Hulking, Hulkling would be obvious options to come in there as well. So you bring up Morgan Stark, and how brilliant
2: would be uh, like. MCU baby geniuses. Would that not be the best thing ever? Toddlers but like suit up as Iron Man, that'd be so cool. <sighs>
0: um let's see, next one on my list. Uh Black Widow, I think we've talked about some. Are we thinking Black Widow's definitely a flashback? I mean they have to keep they have to keep her dead, right? Oh, we cannot be. have a resurrection of Black Widow. Yeah. 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 Does For that sure. disappoint you? I mean is that is that weird to come off of the movie, the year that we've had and Endgame and all this stuff, and they're like, now to tell you a story from 1998 that has nothing to do with... The, you know, like...
1: I don't
2: know. No. I mean, it's it's just got... I don't know, yeah. I mean, it's... That's... I think I said last week, you know, I think that's kind of seemed like... She hasn't had a super, super, super big arc till now, you know, and it just seems like they're getting fans excited for... Uh, for of the movie and it, i mean yeah it's got to be a prequel i don't know i mean they've stressed time and time again that they can't exchange the stones you know for the life back
0: and even if she has had an arc it has the problem of solo of if you had someone that had a meaningful arc from one thing to another and then you do a prequel movie they can't have an arc in the prequel movie because they have to be where they started when you met the character so, like, the Russos this week, I've heard them talk about how Nat, Nat goes from being kind of by herself and not trusting anybody to trusting a family. But, I mean, all you can do is start her out as trusting a family and then, you know, taking her to which not trusting Yeah, well, which is what they'll probably do. Which is still an arc, you know. Yeah. Do you guys think Solo, or Solo, do you guys think Hawkeye needs to be, do we need to see Budapest and Hawkeye to make... Black Widow interesting?
2: <laughs> no, I think that's just kind of the, uh, I think it's a go-to joke at this point. Um,
1: but I think uh, we will. I, I mean, do we need you to? Think? But I think we will. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Endgame had so much fan service that they seem to be down with the fan service. So I think we're getting Budapest. I My prediction is we get Budapest in the trailer.
0: I guess we'll know soon if Jeremy Renner's showing up to set, right? I mean, you'd think that would leak as this thing starts production, so...
1: Maybe. I'm sure we get Jeremy Renner. Because isn't that the story? Wasn't he sent to... I mean, that's how she got recruited to S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. And surely this movie will take her to S.H.I.E.L.D., right?
0: Yeah. The only thing I could think of is... I maybe it's a post credit, like they tell kind of her story and she's done with the KJ KGB at the end of the movie, and then the post credit scene, she's in Budapest and all of a sudden Renner walks up to her and that's it to kind of save them. All right, Eternals, do you guys feel like we have any setup for Eternals in Endgame or, I feel like that movie is really wide open and could be very standalone from the MCU thus far.
2: And that's the thing I mean there's the the comic stuff but is it going to be like an ancient Egyptian type thing and I know you've said that it's not cosmic but it is cosmic kind I mean celestials are hundred percent comic cosmic right they they could do whatever the hell they want with eternals the talent they're hiring screams franchise you know they're not they're certainly not hiring these people just for one a one shot, right? Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I have no idea where this movie's gonna go. You know, we've they've said what the they've teased the relationship between Icarus and Cersei, right? Um, besides look and feel, is it gonna be like an ancient Egyptian type kind of thing? Is it going to be an Indiana Jones type of thing with the main? Um, what's the blonde's name in the comics? Margot. Yeah, is it going to be that? And then she stumbles on something? Um, I have no idea.
0: I I think it's possible, you know, if Endgame's the end of a chapter, that Eternals is really where Phase 4 kicks off. And they're going to be like, let's take you back to the beginning of... T-. They've hinted at this. Let's take you back to the beginning of the entire Marvel Universe. And, like, that this whole story could happen thousands and thousands or billions of years ago. Like, I think... That would be really weird. If it's a flashback movie like First Avenger that takes place in 1 million BC, I think... Uh, I mean, that would be a very gutsy thing to do, but I think it would be an interesting thing to do. Right. All right. Black Panther 2. Uh, a lot of people have been talking about the potential Namor reference. Uh, just gut feeling. Do you think they were trying to set us up for Namor with a Okoye talking about an underwater earthquake?
1: Mm.
2: Yes. I don't know. It's, sure, maybe, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's that one type of thing where if it is Namor, it's easier to make canon. If it's not, it was just another earthquake. I mean, sooner or later, it's gotta be, is Namor, I mean, Black Panther 2 is the right spot to
0: introduce Namor, right? I think so. I, so I've been like pitching this movie in my head. I love... Because I think Ryan Coogler wants to say something in movies and not just do a superhero movie. I mean, we saw that with Black Panther. I think there's a really interesting conversation to be had if Namor and T'Challa face off. Where T'Challa's like, outsiders are always trying to destroy our country. And Namor looks at him and goes, yeah, tell me about it. We're constantly being inundated with trash and garbage in the ocean. And, like, we have this political thing that happens sometimes where we ask, like what's a more important issue? Whether we, you know, like what do we want to tackle racial injustice or the environment as if like we have to pick and choose between those issues and putting Namor and T'Challa into some kind of conflict where both of them have a really legitimate perspective on an important issue and they've got to work that out. I think is really an interesting place to go. Like what if Wakandan vibranium mining is poisoning the ocean and T'Challa's like, what, I'm supposed to let my people become paupers just so we don't poison your ocean? And he's like, yeah, what are we supposed to do? Deal with the crap that you keep feeding down into the water? Anyway, I don't know. I have a whole pitch there about an interesting movie that touches on social things in a way that I think would keep Coogler interested more than superhero punchy punchy.
1: I, I just watched Aquaman, so like, I have too much of that on the brain to speculate on Namor at the moment.
0: That's, there's a lot of things in that movie that throws a lot at you. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: Do, do you feel like for you, Rhiannon, the fact that Aquaman has hit recently would make Namor somebody they need to put off a little bit?
1: Well, and I, um, so watching Aquaman, th- there was a solid storyline in there of I mean one of the 5 minute storylines in there was them throwing the trash back on the land like the ocean throwing all of the garbage back onto the land and I think that I think that angle it would have to be very to have another sea dwelling hero that's from Atlantis And it be about garbage in the ocean, I think it's really close. Um, But I think Marvel can do it. Marvel can kind of come up with a fresh angle. They can do what they... You know, they can make people completely forget about... Uh, They can make people completely forget about Aquaman.
0: Uh, Let's uh, try to speed us up here. Duck Strange 2... I think a lot of it's going to resolve around not having a time stone, right? Like, what does the Eye of Agamotto do without the time stone? And how do they protect against other things when they no longer have an infinity stone? Does that seem where you guys are tracking? Right. For sure.
1: I think there's all kinds of other directions they can go with it, too. But I think that'll be an element of it.
0: Um, I have Shang-Chi on our list. I don't think... I mean, do you, <laughs> Endgame doesn't really set up Shang-Chi at all, I don't think... No, no. Ronan
1: didn't. Nothing from Ronan sets up Shang
0: Chi. Oh, that's interesting.
1: Because I mean, there was Yakuza or similar.
0: I, I do wonder if they're going to put any of these movies in this 2018 to 2023 five-year gap. Like, is that just going to remain a black hole of the Marvel Universe, or are they going to actually, like, if they did a Shang Chi movie that took place in the middle of the Snap Years? So that he could then join the post, you know, the post endgame Avengers. I think that's interesting to like, give them the on-ramp of dealing with the chaos of the snap as the setting of a of an origin movie, which is something I haven't thought about. Right. Uh, Captain Marvel 2? I feel like they're keeping her in space a lot more than I was expecting.
1: Could it be an A-Force? Could it be like a backdoor A-Force?
0: That would be cool with me.
1: Could she be a new Asgard hanging out with Valkyrie? And by hanging out with I mean, they're completely
0: grabbing coffee, yeah, <laughs> drinking coffee this is this is what everybody wants, right isn't this the uh the big uh the big Twitter desire is for Tessa and Breed to end up I together so. in the movies yeah.
2: I think they will also want them to end up together in real life too, so why not on screen
1: huh
2: yeah, <laughs> all right um, <laughs> but so with the five the five year um time jump too. I mean, we're talking how old is uh, Monica? She's got to be, what, in her 30s?
0: Oh, yeah, it's going to help. It helps more with Spectrum being able to come with in.
2: Spectrum, yeah.
0: That's intre- It could even be another part of that Young Avengers thing. She may be almost too old to be in Young Avengers.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She's late 20s, early 30s, probably.
0: Yeah, it, and it just... I More and more, I think Captain Marvel 2 will be some kind of flashback... Because now, like, we've seen Carol in 1995, and we don't see her again until 23 years later at the snap. And then we barely see her at all for another five years. There's just so many big open spaces that they could do a movie for her, so. Uh, Ant-Man 3, do you think it's coming? Do you still have places that you're interested in? Sure. Yeah. Okay.
2: As long as it's not Ant-Man and the Wasp, hell yeah. <laughs> Give me it. I mean, what
0: else? I, don't... I feel like Ant-Man, maybe we could feel like he had done enough. Like, his role in Endgame was enough to finish out his arc, and we don't need any more Ant-Man. I know people are going to hate that, but...
1: I mean, he can show up in all the other movies for comedic relief. Just bring him in for yeah. some jokes.
0: Tacos. Well, And he can be the new Hulk. When they need a heavy hitter, they can bring him in to giant man up and, you know, yeah. smash stuff.
1: I don't need... Everybody doesn't need a standalone.
0: Uh, I'm going to kind of skip through... Adam, let's show something specific. I mean, we talked about Guardians 3, I think, a lot earlier this episode. Yeah. Uh, let's just finish right. off with X-Men and Fantastic Four. I think we kind of hoped that we would see some hints to it in Endgame, and we got zero... Marvel was very disciplined about not taking the bait there and just letting it rest and not going to that new place as they finished out Endgame. Do you think... You know, people have been trying to look at hidden ways that X-Men or Fantastic Four might be coming in. Do you see anything in this movie that suggests where they're going or is this still totally up in the air? Totally up in the air. I have no idea how they'll eventually introduce them. It was Have you seen these theories online that, like, the snap unleashed radiation that would create mutants or all that kind of stuff
2: yeah there's so many theories out there the the obviously infinity stone ones are a popular one then of course with the introduction of the multiverse there's a really easy way to shoehorn them in and say oh well they've just always existed on earth one two three um yeah there's all sorts of Go to reddit.com dot com slash r slash fan theories. Plenty of reading material.
0: I thought it was really funny. One of the things that I saw was the idea that um, the the twins, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, had like this DNA thing that was like exposed to the Mind Stone and gave them powers, and that maybe the destruction of the Mind Stones would like um, spread that to other people that had that same DNA thing. And I told my wife about it. She goes, oh, so they're going to steal the Terrigen mists from, or the Terrigen cloud from the Inhumans? <laughs> I was like, good job, dear. Way to stand up for the Inhumans. I have, you, you know me so well.
2: Very nice. I, you know, you do bring up the good point. It's going to be very hard. It's not going to be very hard. But a lot of MCU fans are going to nitpick the X-Men introduction if it's too similar to Inhumans, right? It's going to be interesting to see how they do that um, without upsetting half of Twitter.
0: You guys ready to hit the mailbag? I've uh, got a couple of things that came via um, via Twitter. Uh, the Cinema Joes podcast uh, tweeted in and asked us, has there been any hard confirmation of when the new season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. takes place? Now the Endgame spoiler ban has lifted. We talked about that a little earlier. It's it's bad news, right, Adam? That's
2: It takes... Uh, well, they said at uh, WonderCon it takes place one year after the events of Season 5. And Thanos was on Invading Earth, you know, in the closing two episodes.
0: So it's safe to say one year has passed since the snap. But all that being said, they also acted in the media like the world is not going to look like what we expect a post-snap world to look like, I think is kind of the suggestion. I got the suggestion from the media this week that the creators had no idea what Endgame was going to be, and so it's not like it fits nicely into what happened in the movies.
2: Um, Since this is... Yeah. It, I don't want to spoil YouTube. You can't tell. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's... After we've talked about that, yeah, there's no indication that anything bads happened. It's business as usual.
0: Uh, Alvin uh, Marufo uh, sent in a question. Uh, We're talking about Disney Plus and how it will affect the movies. And uh, he said, I think it's going to be weird if Disney Plus shows affect movies much. I was saying I think it would. And his point was that Disney Plus isn't going to be available in all the countries of the world. And so, like, for an MCU fan that lives in Southeast Asia or South America, it would be very weird if something happened to, say, Falcon that didn't show up in their country because they don't have Disney Plus yet. And uh, I thought that was just an interesting point I had not considered. That's what a lot of people use VPNs for, right? Uh, (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um. Over on the website, uh, Love Waffle says, uh, "Endgame uses Dragon Ball Z rules of time travel. Um, They create uh, T.Here's Trunks creates an alternate timeline by going back in time to warn Goku and the others about the androids. It doesn't matter that the timeline he helped save the heroes defeated even worse threat and cell and befriended the androids. Trunks goes home to a world still ravaged by the androids. I love talking about other people's fandoms because it makes me realize how." gobbly garky and nonsensical it sounds when I talk about comics to people who don't know comics. Right? Yep. Exactly. Um, And he's fine with Endgame not lining up with S.H.I.E.L.D. because uh, neither lines up with how the Time Stone works, and none of it explains how Homecoming took place eight years after the Battle of New York. Um, Dave was with you, Rhiannon, that he found the time travel logic really annoying. Uh and Old Cap being in the main timeline really bothered him until he read the interview where they acknowledged that. His main gripe is that this, uh, is that central to the Avengers' plan is that they replace the stones in the timeline after they were taken, so they don't alter the timeline too much, but they knowingly replaced Loki's scepter with the Mind Stone, which is bound to give Strucker's experience with AI, a shot in the arm, and also they released Loki into the wild in that one reality, and they took away Thanos from a reality. So, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, Also, I wish that Steve didn't simply return back to 2023. I think it would have been better if Steve left to return the stones and then Black Widow was the one who came back. Oh, she could say a soul for a soul and they could see old Cap sitting on the bench. Oh, that doesn't make sense. I think it would be weird if she had come back and... She had, like, Cap had, like, sacrificed himself to bring her back. That would have been interesting. Anyways, that's the mailbag. Uh, this is a long episode, and we have enjoyed doing it, but I think we're all set. Are you guys all wrapped up?
1: Yes. Good yep. night.
0: Rhiannon's jet lag is hitting. Yes. Thank you to, for listening to the podcast. You can interact with us all kinds of ways. Messages on Twitter at Marvel Newsdesk. Also, communicate via MarvelNewsDesk.com posts. If you want to support the show, you can give us um, some support over at patreon.com slash marvelnewsdesk. Access, access our special uh, podcasts that way that are only for our subscribers. You can like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Marvel marvelnewsdesk. Please subscribe to the YouTube that's watch.marvelnewsdesk.com uh, You can help the show be more visible to others if you leave us a 5 star review on iTunes. Number one thing you do is you listen and tell your friends and we're appreciative. Thank you to Tim Cox for our logo. He's on Instagram at TimVCox and thanks to Alvin uh, for our theme music you can find his music at the skull school on a variety of social media platforms uh also just a technical note we are still trying to figure out the new way to live stream with youtube and skype and broadcasting software and a whole bunch of mess i promise we'll get it worked out patreons it's just been a real pain in our neck so thanks for staying with us we'll talk to you guys next week